Okay, Coach, we are on episode 12. Mm-hmm. Wow, I lost my speech for a second. Episode 12. I thought we would be on episode 11 today, but I obviously don't know how to count. And so when I was looking back in the blog, I had two that were episode 8. Oh, okay, then 88. That's not a bad number. Right? <laughs> so we're more ahead than I thought we were. Wonderful. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself first, Coach, and then I'll introduce myself and we'll dig into our topic. All right, well, my name is Greg McNeil, the owner of uh, Coach's Corner, and all-around great guy, funny man, um, a servant to others. Yeah. You are, Coach. I am uh, Sherry Wilson, uh, the owner of Genius Communication, and uh, I like to solve problems and make people money, Coach. That's my my reason for being born. I have other reasons that that will go toward, but I would say that's the main one. So excellent service, I think, would probably be there. And I am also very funny. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you have to. <laughs> Yeah, she's funny. I can attest to that. She's funny. She might not be able to say everything on air, but she is funny. <laughs> and fiery. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, you all have to get accustomed to that. So we... An acquired taste, I've been told recently. Oh, yeah. When I heard that, that was... <laughs> I was described once as a bagel. A bagel? Yeah. I know. And I kind of looked at the person, and I was like, they're kind of doughy. She was like, no, coach. It's like when you say things, you have to chew on it for Oh, very good. Very and I was good. Like, oh, okay then. Very because good. I was like, I wasn't into bagel You can't then. eat a bagel fast. No, you can't. No, you'll right? choke to death. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what she's probably saying. People can choke on your words. <laughs> yes, yes. That's that's funny. So you're the bagel, I'm the acquired taste. And we're here on Healing community, healing business. That's right. Exactly. And I love this topic. Actually, we were just talking before the show, and I'm like, man, this is a good topic. It's kind of like that change in the last episode yes. where it was like, man, this is really good stuff. And wow, coach, are you okay? <laughs> Did they hear that? Probably. <laughs> but, you know, the, what we're going to talk about is what you're going through right now as far as the next thing that you're launching and I don't want to give away details or anything before you're ready but you mentioned when we got to talking um the seed of equivalent benefit which I think this will apply to personal and professional but for sure business owners any dream really huh any goal absolutely kind of start us off what is the seed of equivalent benefit and what the context that you were sharing okay so we teach the principles of individual achievement mastermind so I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill, Andrew Carnegie, mm-hmm. and some of those other people earlier on in history who uh, were really um, guides to help us with, you know, success and individual achievement. Yeah. Well, one of the things that over the course of Hill's research, that 25-year period of research, was recognizing that those people who we consider to be the greatest in our history at um, captains of industry and yeah. things of like that, that they were beset with challenges, difficulties before they, quote, arrived. Yes. And that arrival, if you would, would be that seed of equivalent benefit. So if we talk about 
Edison. Edison failed 10,000 times. He did. Before he was successful with the incandescent yeah. light bulb. Yeah. Well, when we look at everything that we see on the planet as a result of his work, we are benefiting from the seed of his equivalent benefit. And of course, he would too in his life, right? Yeah. He certainly was able to enjoy the benefits of the work he did, but he also had to sit with the challenges that he faced. 10,000. 10,000 times hmm. he had to repeat his experiments until he got it right. I mean, that's that's staggering. I yeah. mean, if you think about how many years that really is. Yeah. Um, if we were just to put it in, in days. And so for me then, uh, as a practitioner, I thought my life has been based around principles. And like I said this morning in our group, I stopped practicing what we call traditional um, clinical work um, years ago. I mm -hmm. just said, you know what, there is another way to help people to reach their goals. And it's not always asking them how they feel about something. Yeah. You already know they're frustrated. Yeah. Well, so here I am now. Fast forward. I'm here in Clovis and there were certain decisions that happened at the government level. And it impacted me and it necessita necessitated a change. Because you do uh, work for the DOD as far as your that's, counseling and that's things. That's exactly yeah. right. I work with the DOD as a contractor and uh, here at Cannon Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew I brought a little operation here to Clovis to kind of help me to stay busy because I didn't really know anyone. Yeah. But it was also a way for me to connect with other people in the community who are doing great things. Mm -hmm. So I meet you, yeah. for instance, through that opportunity. Well, through those changes, <clears throat> and I'll try to get through this story as quickly as possible. That's all right, Coach. But... That change at the DOD level necessitated a change for me here personally and locally. And I thought, okay, so Greg, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, I had this vision that I had been carrying for some time, and I thought, I think I could do it here. Yeah. So I had this really great idea um, that I've basically been carrying around for some time, for years. And I just knew I was going to launch this opportunity at a location that I had set up. And I, I was just so excited about it. And then, of course, I would end up being disappointed. And I was mad. And and uh, multiple times. Like, there were several, like, little disappointments along the way. Yeah. But the one as far as location was probably yeah. one of the biggest recent. Yes, absolutely. And... I just thought, man, I was so angry. Um, and I felt the momentum of past habits coming up. But I realized, too, um, I just I don't just talk about the principles. Mm -hmm. They are active a part of my life. And they became like a savings account for me, if you will, like an emergency fund. Because when I was at the height of my frustration, I was able to stop myself and make a key decision. It's like, you know what? At this moment, you need to stop. You need to speak to somebody else. Just because right now, your subconscious mind is just really pounding you because it says, oh, I got you. You're a little bit vulnerable, so I'm going to keep kicking you a little bit. So at that point, the thoughts racing through my head could not be good mm -hmm. for myself or anyone. Well, I have this conversation. 
But the conversation wasn't really about what was frustrating me. It was the need to change so I could get out of my own head and make a different decision. So it wasn't the situation itself that was really causing you problems because there's always other locations. Right. It was a situation in your head. Right. And it's like, mm. I need to step out of that because I need to see this a little bit different because my focus was too narrow. Mm-hmm. And so I had a vision. The vision was still happening. Mm-hmm. The part of me that was in the way, that's when I needed to divert. It's like, hey, look, you got a moment. Can we talk about this? I get off the phone and I continue with my practice. Mm-hmm. But once I had gotten off the phone, I realized I had cleared a hurdle. Mm-hmm. hurdle. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I said, you know what? I felt light. I'm ready for the next thing. So let me make sure everybody understands, like, you know, because this... Um, There's like several things that interest me. And of course, this is a place, Coach, where, you know, we don't allow BS. That's right. Right? That's right. And one of the things that people tell themselves is it's the circumstance or the situation that's stressing them. Right. That's BS. Yeah. It's your response to it. That's right. So you're like in this situation where, and I call this becoming over-attached to an expected outcome. Mm -hmm. Where when I do the emotional intelligence section of my course where it's like, Um, you get an idea, you get a vision. And if you're a visionary, like me and you, I think tend to be visionaries, but we also have a unique ability to break down a vision step by step and get to the end. Um, so when you have your vision, you have the location for this new venture that you're wanting to do, you've already discussed probably extensively with people what it's going to look like, what all you want to do. So now you have this, this is what I'm going to do. Absolutely. And then you're like, Nope, that's not what you're going to be able to do just because of different factors and things like that. So now the vision that you had was being challenged and your response at first was the frustration, the anger, probably feeling on edge. Yes, oh, I was definitely edgy, edgy, depressed. Um, you know, of course, I haven't trained for months and I knew a lot of that was because of where I was at, I had to be very careful with myself because when I felt something like this before, I got injured. And you're referring to the kettlebell training. That's exactly right. Yeah, because you have that business too. That's exactly right. So, yes, I recognized it was like, oh man, this is really getting me because I did. I was definitely attached to what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. After the conversation, I stepped back. I could see it. I realized I felt lighter. And by having a conversation with another member of our group, I was able to really look at what I was saying. Yeah. And I could hear it. And then I stepped back and we chuckled a little bit because it was like the idea never changed. Right. The vision never changed. It was only the structure that you had in mind. Yeah. So in terms of the seat of the equivalent benefit then, because whenever there is a difficulty or what we call a temporary setback, Uh and a temporary setback is different from failure. Okay. Failure is quitting, Mm -hmm. right? A temporary setback is what I'm describing right now. It's like, wait a minute, this location is not working, but this one is. But not only is the next location um, a great idea, it actually meets more of your goals yeah. than you had realized. And that's what happened here. Okay. So I go, can, go ahead. So b- 
Before you go on, can you define clearly the seed of equivalent benefit? What is that? Okay, so opportunity. Okay. So what we're talking about here in terms of, let's say we're going to talk about business for right now. Mm -hmm. right? So you are trying to close a deal with a particular client. Okay. And for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. And you just had a lot of investment in being able to work with this person. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, you sit back and it's like, man, you feel really disappointed. But you know on some level that what you're offering is great. So now you start looking for the next opportunity. And the next thing you know, there it is. Not only is the opportunity um, better for you, mm-hmm. but it actually lifts you up and it transports you in ways that you could not have seen or experienced if you would have gone down this other path. So in other words, where the seed of equivalent benefit comes in probably most is when you're facing those obstacles and instead of quitting, you you have this mentality of no matter what, I'm going to do this this thing, this vision. But it may not be with this person or at this location. So then what that does is that opens you up to an opportunity to see something in its seed form, yeah. right? But to see it and be like, okay, this actually is going to bring me equal benefit, if not more. Exactly. Because when I look at the situation you're referring to as far as location, that was a lot of work in that one place. It was. A lot of work, a lot of expense. Exactly. Lot. Yeah, and then where it might be going now is actually walk in, move in, pretty much ready to go, plus the potential relationship that's involved there where it's going to be mutually beneficial. So the seed of equivalent benefit is you don't quit. There's always going to be yes that seed. Yeah, so the seed of equivalent benefit is an opportunity. Okay. It is the opportunity that the individual experiences at the moment of crisis and that's good okay so things are intense you're faced with all number of challenges but what it does what that intensity does it forces you to think clearly and a part of that uh, ability to think clearly is that you have to discharge emotions fear yeah um ego or any of those types of thought forms that limit your view mm-hmm. and so so by making a phone call I disrupted the thinking yeah during the phone call that I was actually having I noticed that I was feeling lighter because I was letting go of an attachment yes when the phone call was ended I felt so light and good I was like wow here it is. Yeah. I knew something was coming. I just didn't know what it was. But I also knew that I was not quitting on the vision. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is <clears throat> I wake up the next day and there's an opportunity. Yeah. I'm still not That's my really... chair, by the way. Nothing yeah. else. Not my stomach or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> no flatulence. Just saying. Anyway, sorry, Coach. Yeah, that's right. So I wake up the next day and I realize that I still don't know for sure what it is. Mm-hmm. But I know it's there because I can feel it. Like then I, excitement, anticipation. Yeah, I, I felt... Expectancy. I felt light. Mm-hmm. I knew something was coming. I wasn't really sure what it looked like. Mm-hmm. So I just stayed open. And the next thing you know, I meet an individual. I check out his location. We start talking. I look at it and I thought, wait a minute, this might work. 
So I set up an appointment and I bring in my clinical director and I say, hey, tell me what you think about this. And then she's like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. her mind is blown. Mm-hmm. And then I have another meeting and, and I recognize that we are partners, mm-hmm. that we share um, a joint points. vision. Yes. yes, we do. Yes. And you could start to feel it after a while. Mm-hmm. We're looking at one another and it's like, wait a minute, we're speaking the same language here. And before it's done, now we've had a fourth meeting and we're moving forward and we've already started referring clients to one another (laughs) in our effort to continue to, you know, heal businesses and heal communities. And I had to sit back and laugh because I realized that if I don't make the phone call and I stay in that place of crisis without allowing myself to think clearly, not only do I miss an opportunity, but I potentially disrupt other opportunities as well because right. I could not let go of an attachment to something that really wasn't profitable for me. Yeah, and that I think that is so important. And like you know, the individual you're referring to, um, to me, he is the only person I will go to in town in his line of business. Mm-hmm. He's the only one I will mm-hmm. ever go to because he's so good at what he does, but he cares for people. Exactly. Uh, and he's about wellness, not just, you know, exactly. Band-Aids. Exactly. But, th- so this is interesting. So obviously you're a counselor, you know. So you recognize that you're in your head, you need to get out. What I find interesting, because uh, you know, I, I'm just going to be an acquired taste right now, Coach. <laughs> Most counselors I've met, they're insane. Okay, they're crazy. I'm sorry, but... Oh, you can say that. Oh, I'm like, I need to be counseling you, and I don't even have the degree. You know, like, you're jacked, right? So you're actually one of the few counselors I've met that's not insane. So can I say this real quick? (laughs) So I run a counseling business. Right, right. Um, And to be able to practice in the state of New Mexico... To be board certified, you that's one of the routes that you have to go right, through. Right, right. But I would not describe myself as, as a that. counselor. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I haven't actually practiced like that in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, But I do. But know you know what I mean? The title and you, these, they're crazy. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I've met some of the most broken people. Yeah, like, which is probably why they go in the business, right? To help other broken people or maybe to make themselves feel feel better, but it's kind of like physician heal thyself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So what I find interesting is, you know, with your background and your training, because you do things mm-hmm. definitely different. You're mm-hmm. not in a you know, traditional counselor. Like people would think if they heard that word. Um, I'm in the woods. John the Baptist type, not religious. <laughs> eating bugs. I'm in the woods, eating bugs, crickets, yep. hunting. Yep. That kind of Wearing thing. camel skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, what I find though, that's really neat is that you recognize your need for outside influence. And, you know, the mastermind, which we now call coaching Mm -hmm. intensive, I love that we've created, um, and really relationships before the coaching intensive, you know, they were like by invitation only to go through our first one. Um, and that you felt that freedom to call. But what I like is that you Mm -hmm. recognize that and you found someone to talk to, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people I think sometimes stay stuck in their head, Mm -hmm. or maybe they don't have anybody to, to, to talk to, I mean, what would you say the importance of that is? And if they can't find someone, what do they do, coach? So step one is to recognize that no single brain is complete Mm -hmm. on its own. Yeah. So before any of us knew the term mastermind, 
And this is also for those listeners who are not, you know, into Christianity or religion because we're not right. trying to bring that to you. But if we think about the first time we heard the term mastermind, it was in a biblical biblical reference mm -hmm. when two or more gathered right? together. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was at the very beginning of our group, we let each other know that our confidentiality, what we say in here, what we do, we have to have trustworthiness and integrity with yes. one another. And so, so again, backing up, I'm saying that step one, recognize that just one brain in and of itself is not complete. You need other brains, right? Mm -hmm. So you recognize that you are not always the person who has all the answers. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not the one that's ultimately responsible, but it means that sometimes you need other brains to help you to solve a particular challenge that you may not be able to see. Yeah, and that takes humility. Yes, it does. Um, and then once you recognize that, then you have to take action. Mm -hmm. And And once you decide to take action, that action has to move with the willingness and understanding that you need to change based on that information that comes to you. Yes. So those are the first thing, first two things. One, recognize that you need support and that it's not always within you. Yeah. And again, we're not dismissing self-reliance. We're just saying, hey, look, you need support. Well, I mean, even in the biblical reference you've got in Corinthians where he says that, everyone has the mind of Christ. It's not one person. Right. It's together. Right. And so that's the idea of a mastermind too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're saying is that, you know, you may be smart and, you know, highly effective at creative, uh, so, you know, problem solving mm -hmm. and all of that. But there's always going to be those times where you just, you need that outside influence and advice and brainstorming because they have things to, you know, give and to help and to benefit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, with that in mind, then, so <clears throat> I would, for myself personally, those two things. One, I can't stay in my own head because now I'm touching something that's a little bit painful. So I need assistance to see this differently, mm, right? That's good. It doesn't diminish my skill. As a matter of fact, it highlights the, that I am at a place of great opportunity. Yeah. Because I know how to solve problems. But when that hit me, it says, Greg, you need to do something different and you need to do it right now. Make the call. Right? Yeah. So I sent out a text. And then the second thing was, you're not going to be attached to the outcome yeah. because you're seeking guidance that at, to this point, you don't quite see in your own head. You don't see the opening, the pathway. So once you ask for that guidance, then you need to be able to move with it. And that's exactly what I did. It was like, hmm. So I'm going to let my attachment to this idea go or this particular location. And then I'm going to see what happens because the idea is to support this community, yeah. which means then we are all involved in it. Yeah. So I had to rely on those who know the city and the layout mm -hmm. and they're able to take my idea and say, you know what? I think this works and that work. And by doing that, I was able to use all the members of our group. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do have to say, Coach, you know, I do believe I was the first one that said, hey, what about that place over there? You know, if I don't, um, if I'm 
You probably did say yep, that. Yep, so I was, I was the first one. And then, her credit, and then Tammy's like, yep, that. that will, I, I, yep, I think that'll work. You know, so you're welcome, mm-hmm. Coach. I think it's going to be a really great place for you. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But what, what is neat about that, though, is because of the connections that we all have mm-hmm. in this community with you, uh, fairly new, but you've been here over a year. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's been a, a while now. But it, it was able to work together, and, and that's what's so amazing about this whole principle Mm -hmm. is, you know, cultivating those relationships with people and not doing it just willy nilly. I mean, if you would, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten the insight you needed from someone that's, you know, um, just not there. You know what I mean? Like all of us are valuable. Exactly. But we're all at different places and levels. That's right. And so for where you were going, it required a certain level of relationships. You know, they say, you want to know who you are? Look at what your 10 closest friends, That's right? That's right. That's exactly right. So I um, heard this phrase while you're talking. So it's in the place of testing that often that seed will show up. That's right. And I got this idea of don't look at the obstacle. Look for the opportunity. That's exactly that right. That opportunity is a seed. That's exactly right. And, and it's born out of a true desire to accomplish some goal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So You have to really want it or you'll quit. You do. You really do. And that was something I was saying this morning is that I recognized the most powerful piece was I cared about the establishment of the vision yeah. more than I did about where that was going to be. Now, I know what I want it to look like mm-hmm. um, because... Beauty is a big part of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it's a big part of that. But. Yeah, you don't want to walk in any dive and think people are going to help you, coach. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So when I was able to just, you know, sit back, I was like, I really want this. And in order to make this happen, I need other people who can help me to see what's around me that I don't have the ability to see. But it was still the desire to make it happen. And with that in my mind. I knew how vulnerable I was because it was like the the desire for it was just it was just bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And so at that point I was like, wow, okay, this is this is emotional. This is tender, you know. So we're we're pretty much um uh getting toward the end coach, but you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, at our group this morning we talked about the two vanities of approval vanity and uh, communication vanity. And I barely mentioned the desire vanity. That's there, There's three. And the desire vanity is where, like to me, there's like a, a flip side to desire. Mm-hmm. The desire vanity is where you get over-attached atta- that expected income, income, outcome, and income. And it causes you to get tunnel vision and it makes it hard for you to see outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there is where, you know, obviously I'm sure, like you said, there were some things, you know, that were coming up in your head and stuff that you needed to deal with, but you recognized you were uncomfortable things, you know, you didn't feel right on the inside. So you, you addressed it, but it was also your desire for your definite chief aim that kept you going. Absolutely. So that's like two, that's like a flip side of desire. One can keep you holed in and boxed and unable to see mm-hmm. opportunity, but the other one will, and I don't, I don't like the word drive, you know, because if you, I mean, I guess it could be a drive. It's kind of like, you know, leading, it's like pulling the string so it doesn't bunch up. 
Right. You know, so right. to me, desire, it, it's true desire, good desire doesn't get you bunched up. You know, right. it, it's like it pulls you along almost. Would that be an accurate yeah, description? I would, yeah, I would say that when you're, let's just say in this case here, what, what we're talking about with this particular service, um, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the, the key piece about the desire. I wanted it. I want to do this thing here. I am doing this thing. But I recognize when I was starting to feel really bundled up, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's when I had to step back and say, it's like, you know what? There's something else that's happening here. Yeah. There's something else that's happening. Because once I started to feel uncomfortable, then I knew then the focus of my vision was now quite narrowed. It was now on me. And I said, nah, that's not it. You know, this is not about me. Yeah. Make a phone call. Yeah. And once I made the phone call, I was out of my head. And then when I was able to circle back around, as it were, it was like, okay, now my thinking is accurate. Yeah. Now I can move forward. And then the only thing that has happened since then is that the pathway has been open and things have just been just happening almost seamlessly. You, I didn't get it all, but you said um, before we started the podcast, the more meaning and power attached, the more... Do you remember what you said? Yeah, so the greater that service, because mm-hmm. I think I was talking about the challenges. Yeah. So the greater your goal, the bigger your goal is, the more intensity that you can experience at times when uh, you make an attempt to achieve that. So the person that wants to quit smoking... That person is trying to lose that weight or you want to launch some enterprise or whatever that is. Yeah. The stronger that desire is in the person, those challenges, when they come up, it's almost as though the universe is saying, I want to test you to see if what you really believe and saying is real. Mm-hmm. Are you going to really achieve that? Or is that something you've done or said before because it sounds good? And so if you look at the sheer number of people that we would say they're doing great things, without exception, Mm -hmm. without exception, they have all been beset with challenges. And only those who had a clear vision of what they wanted and a willingness to do whatever it was required to make that happen. Yeah. Bring it through. Yeah. And we enjoy that service. Genius Communication is available in Clovis, New Mexico for clients because you made some decisions at some point and you dealt with your own crisis. And when you did and you came out on the other side of it, the only thing that you have done is made the clients you serve improve their services I can think of two main challenges I had. The first one was, you know, when you're often launching a new product, service, business, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, middle work where you're alone. Mm, Yes. You don't have any cheerleaders. Yeah. You don't have anybody saying you're going to be able to do it because no one knows if you're going to be able to do it because you haven't done it. Exactly. So there's no evidence. Right. And so I remember, you know, had the biggest battle wasn't so much developing my courses, developing my services or anything like that. That was easy. Mm-hmm. The main problem that I had was not quitting in the middle because I wasn't sure it would work. Exactly. So I'm very excited and happy with myself that I did not do that mm-hmm. because I had a lot of investment right. and emotional investment, you know, because this was like, the reason I was born. I knew it. I could mm-hmm. feel it. 
And then the other thing, you know, when you talked about you made that phone call to talk to your friend to get a different perspective and you can feel yourself getting lighter. Um, one thing that's interesting, coach, I teach people on the desire vanity is let the emotional investment out. It's mm-hmm. like hot air. Just let yeah. it out mm-hmm. because then mm-hmm. you'll have clearer thinking. Right. And so that's probably kind of what you were feeling. Oh, I, as a matter of fact, is I could tell you that at one point I didn't have any thought um, consciously anyway. I just, I think I was overcome with the fact that, oh, I feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a feeling mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. right? So I thought, I actually feel really good. And then I, I get off the phone and now my mind is racing but not with anxiety or mm-hmm. frustration. Now it was like, this is what's coming to you. Yeah. And I went to sleep and I slept like a baby. Well, I think the, because um, yeah, I hate when you listen to podcasts, they say there's like two points, they only give you one. So the other obstacle I faced, because I said there were two, and I don't want people <laughs> like, what was the second one? Was when I had to get a job in the middle of all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it really was a perspective. And mm-hmm. I knew I had to have a good perspective. And so the first couple weeks were tough. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this to make my products and services even better. Because part of it, you know, is like the personality, the body language. I have to use that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I did. I honed that skill really, really well. Mm -hmm. So it was perspective. And that took the embarrassment and the shame and, you know, all of that out. So to close, Coach, would you think that a good question people can ask themselves if they're, you know, maybe in a situation, do they feel all, I think you use the word bundled up? Yeah. Like constrained. Constrained. Like yeah. that would be a good sign that, hey, you know, you might be facing this obstacle, find someone to, mm-hmm. you know, what if they can't find anybody, Coach? Is that even a question? No, I wouldn't say that would be an acceptable answer because okay. when you're working with principles like we're talking about, you're going to get challenged if you're going to do so- if you want to do something that's great in your life. Mm-hmm. It's going to always involve other people. Yeah, always. It has to. Yes, exactly right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's not service. Yeah. Right. So when you get to that point, listeners, and you feel yourself really constrained, you're frustrated. Um, reach out to someone and it, this might not be a friend. You might yeah. need to speak to somebody that you normally don't speak yes, to. Yes, that's and, important. Um, and just let them know what you're feeling and then at that point be ready to listen because that's really important. And um, But there's always support for the person that's pursuing a worthy goal. There there's is. always support. It's just... I would say this statement that we're making is not an opinion because every successful person on the planet that at the time of crisis when they needed something to move forward, they've always found that person. Everything in this community is based off of that. They have always found someone or something to help them to take that next step. And sometimes even among competitors. That's exactly right. Which is fascinating. That's exactly right because... We need each other. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're the only game in town, you know, how do we know if you're good or not? Right. That's good. Can you think of anything else, Coach? Uh, Nope. I can't think of anything else right now other than you should really tune in to our podcast. You should really tune in to the lady who described herself as an acquired taste. (laughs) Um, 
doing great work in this community. We are. And, mm-hmm. um, and we like to have fun and laugh. So check us out. I think we, you said we're on Spotify. Mm-hmm, yeah, Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and we would love... Um, We'd love a review that helps get the the podcast out even more. Uh, And then any topics or feedback. I mean, if they have things to say, all of that's in the show notes. That's exactly right. We'll discuss anything that you want to talk about that we can put on air. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a good place to end, Coach. (laughs) 